You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Morning, Pete. Good morning, Declan. Good morning. So, how are we all doing in the world of animals? We're all good. We're busy with Spay Aware Week this week. Um, yeah. Talking about the importance of spaying and neutering. But we did we cover that last week, so there's no need for us to go into it again this week, I think. Other than say, everybody, go to spayaware.ie and you can find out all about what's going on. Very good, okay. But there is an issue that you want to bring up. I would just wanted to say that there, there was a, the ISPCA is one of the main supporters of SpayAware, and they, they were in the news again this week with, with something else, which is that the 62 dogs um, were, were found in Cork that are, that are uh, in, in a breeding establishment that has, that has not functioned anymore. And that there was a whole range of breeds, from chihuahuas to poodles, and many of them are very elderly dogs. Um, they're all in good health, but some of them had very badly matted coats that just weren't being looked after, I suppose, in the way they ought to be. Um, and those animals are now looking for a home. Um, and so I suppose um, what we're really saying to people is, if you're thinking about getting a dog, really there's no need to go and, um, you know, buy... Uh, a fancy pedigree puppy. Um, if you can speak to people like the ISPCA, um, then they often have animals, really lovely animals, that need to have homes. And you know, y- you'll find they'll be just as good a pet as a, as a as a young puppy. You know, you you sooner learn to know an older dog. And um, you know, people sometimes think that a rescue dog means a problem dog, but that really isn't the case. There's many many rescue dogs are just lovely animals, and once they fit into your home, you know, you, you really don't regret it. A mm. uh, question here: How do you keep dogs cool at home during the summer time? Well, dogs always cool the same way, which is by panting. That's how dogs lose their body heat. But they're they're going to be panting all day, you see. But but if they were in a hot place, if they were too hot, they would pant all day. So I suppose what they do is they find a place that's a pleasantly comfortable temperature. So if you notice on a hot day, your dog won't be lying in full sunlight you know, coming through a window in your home, your dog is more likely to be somewhere else, a cooler room, in the shade, just enjoying a bit of uh, comfort. Well, I had that problem earlier on. There's something going around the studio. Pollens. <laughs> is that Pollens. what it is? I don't know. I, I suffer from hay fever from time to time. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, just the dogs will like to find somewhere that's cool. But should you be contemplating giving them a haircut or anything like that? Or? I, I think if you have a... If you've got a dog with a really long coat that, that obviously um, is panting a lot and obviously gets uncomfortable, I think it makes sense to cut the hair short through the summer months. Yes, for their comfort. Dogs don't care what they look like. And they're a lot more comfortable if they're not wearing a fur coat all the time. Um, but um, I think also people should know that, that um, you should feed dogs a bit less in the summer. Animals don't don't need as much food in warm weather because they, they don't need to generate body heat, so you can give them a bit less food. Um, so that helps. And then the other thing is that you, um, you should exercise them in the cool times of day. If you take your dog out for a long walk in, in the middle of a sunny afternoon they're going to seriously overheat and that's going to carry on after they get home they're going to just be too hot for comfort so um exercising them in in the cool early hours of the you know early hours of the day or or in the evening is much much better for them um my dog seems to be sleeping all the time um okay i take it out for what is very lively but uh likes to sleep during the day well, that's what dogs that's do. normal, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's quite normal. Um, Nothing wrong with a dog. No, like. dogs, dogs. I suppose generally they like to exercise in bursts and then they like to rest. 
So, Do they you know, sleep? They like to sleep, yeah. It's the sleeping, yeah. And especially as they get older, actually, she doesn't, person, the caller doesn't say how old their dog is, but I think once dogs become elderly, then sleeping really becomes their favourite pastime when they just spend an awful lot of time sleeping. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> but it's not, they're not going mad or anything like that, are they? As long as a dog is eating well... Uh, yeah. You know, and and when they when they wake up, as long as they're bright and cheerful and moving around normally, then I wouldn't worry if they're sleeping a bit more than they used to. Okay, so that, that's really the time of the year. Usually, it'll probably come in in just a second about fleas and all the things that you should be doing at this time of the year. Should you be doing at this time of the year? Is this the time? Fleas is a, is a, is a good one to talk about because it's common in the summer months. The reason for that is that um, fleas. What happens with fleas is they land on the dog, they have a blood meal, and then they hop off. And wherever they land, they lay eggs. Now, in Ireland, in the autumn, winter, and spring months, it's really a bit too cold for the flea eggs to develop. So they just sit there and nothing happens. But in the summer months, the environmental temperature is warm enough that those eggs will hatch out into little larvae, which then hatch out into young fleas, which will hop onto dogs. So, whereas for much of the year you may get away perfectly fine without having any sort of routine flea control um, in the summer months in particular it does make sense to use a spot-on product every month or every two months depending on what product you're using to make sure your dog doesn't pick up fleas and that said many people don't do that and don't have an issue but if you're worried about the thought of fleas in your home or indeed if you've experienced in the past of your, your pet suffering from fleas, you'll know that it can be terribly troublesome. What are these fleas anyway? Are they like house flies or, or what? what they're, they're kind of like house flies that can't fly, yeah. They're small. They can't fly, no. They can't fly. They're more like ants. Ants that instead of feeding on debris in the environment, the ants feed on feed on um on, on animal blood. Ugh. Yeah. They're quite specific. That's one of the interesting things about it. They like dog fleas don't like humans, you know, and cat fleas don't like humans. But dog and cat fleas don't mind each other. So you you'll find either on dogs or cats or hedgehogs for that matter. But luckily enough, I mean there there is such a thing as the human flea. Um, but we don't we see it very rarely these days. You know, it's not something which is common. And thank goodness we don't get infested with, with, with dog and cat fleas. They might bite you, actually. If you have a dog with fleas, you might find a, a few little, um, little like, nettle stings on your wrists or your ankles, somewhere where, where the fleas can, can get to you from the dog or from the carpets or whatever. But you won't actually get uh, an infestation with fleas. Right, okay. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but the best way is to keep an... If you're worried about it, get a, a spot-on product? A spot-on product. What's, what's that I, I, I would say there's, there's dozens of different spot-on products these days. And they vary from the, the really old-fashioned ones, which are made of relatively... Uh, relatively toxic chemicals compared to the latest ones which are made from uh, much less toxic, much safer chemicals. And so you know, generally you're better to go with something that's one of the more recent products that's more likely to be uh, effective and safer. Um, that's my own view. Um, so um, if you're not sure about that, then just ask your local vet. Cause they're How kept. do they do? How do they work? They, what they do is, well, what the spot-on does, it was actually originally developed, the concept was developed for, for cattle and sheep because it's, if you've got a whole, if you've got a hundred animals to treat, you're not going to have time to dust powder on them or give them shampoos, which is what we used to do with dogs and cats. So they developed these products which are just applied in one place to the back of the neck and they're in a particular type of carrier, which means that the, 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 the chemical that you apply to the back of the neck spreads 
evenly all over the animal's body, um, in the skin. And that means that there's a, there's a layer all over the animal of an insecticide which kills, um, kills adult fleas. Some of the products also kill worms, including worms like roundworms and lungworms. So, you know, you can, you can actually combine your spot-on product not only treat for fleas but also for other parasites. So it's a really handy way to treat to treat pets for the different things that they need treated for. Okay, but it's uh, a bit of a minefield. It's really complicated. Yeah. So that's why I'd say ask your vet because you, not every animal needs every product uh, or, or every parasite controlled. So you, you know you need to have, talk, have a chat with somebody who who knows what the products are out there and and then make a choice after that. Okay, just on the spay week and usually this this question comes up: Can can spay uh, and usually be made any cheaper? Um, well, unfortunately, it's quite it, like it is delicate, intricate surgery that to be done safely. There, are, you know, there are certain costs which 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 have to be covered. You know, um, anything done the sh- shoestring, you know, means cutting corners, and when you cut corners in surgery, that makes it less safe. Um, um, or you know, that so there, there there's certain costs which just have to be covered. Um, I think when somebody's in financial difficulties, there are always ways to try and t- to make it easier. So, for example, Dogs Trust have a nationwide subsidised nutrient campaign. Unfortunately, it's well oversubscribed at the moment. Okay. Local animal welfare groups often will help out a little bit. Failing that, what you should do is phone around vets, asking them you know, what it would cost, and asking them if they might accept some sort of payment plan from you. All because right, got to leave it there, Pete. Thanks yeah. very All much right, indeed. Thank you. That's uh, Pete the Vet, Pete uh, Weatherburn from Brave Vet, TV3 and Pete's website, which is is pete the vet.com. Thanks, Pete.